Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, trying to encourage us to be prayerfully in God's Word, reading it, studying it, praying it, that we may know the voice of God, that we may be better, better God followers, better Jesus freaks, if you will. And I want to read from Second Timothy two fifteen, just the idea of why we should be reading looking at God's word. This is Paul writing to Timothy, who's a young pastor, and encouraging him. He says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And so this is implying there is a work to reading God's word. And that's why I'm encouraging people to always always be reading God's word so that you can get you can get better at it and that it becomes easier and easier and easier to do but it also this also implies that there's a way to read God's word and misunderstand it to use worldly wisdom to wrap your head around something and the next thing you know you're way off course on what you're believing about God or about yourself or about sin and so one of the reasons to be reading it over and over again is it becomes a good check as to, wait a minute, if, um, if I were to say, well, God loves everybody all the time, and I get to a verse in Psalms that says, Esau, whom I hated, God speaking of that, it's like, wait a minute. Or here where he's telling them to destroy all these people, leave no one alive, not even the women and the children. How is that possible? And so that's why we we need to be reading God's word because to be a workman that's approved and because it's profitable. There's another uh, good verse that I love out of Psalms. So Psalms 119 is the largest chapter of any of the of the Bible. And one of the verses says, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And so it's there's a God opening our eyes, a God helping us, right? And Jesus says he's going to send the Spirit. The Spirit is the one that interprets the word for us. So we need the Holy Spirit to help us to open our eyes. And so we'll continue to do that. And I want to backtrack a little bit. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want to read these first few verses here and then go back and actually talk about what I wanted to talk about yesterday. All right, so chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, the whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. You shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandment or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and let you hunger and fed you with manna, so he let you get hungry, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now I'm going to stop right there. And of course, this is a verse that Jesus would repeat in the, in the New Testament. And, and so the word of God, is important and it's important how do we how do we follow this 
testing us that we would know that you should remember the whole way that the Lord God has led you the whole way, the whole way. And so there, there's a lot, a lot to this, right? And we need to, we need to realize this, that God has set us apart to be holy is to be set apart. And he has set these people apart. And so in chapter seven, he's telling them, don't even take the gold images. Don't take these gold images and then use the gold because they're what they're defiled. You are set apart. You're not going to need that gold. I'm going to take care of you. You don't need their silver and their gold. You don't need them. And it's a trust in the Lord. And so to think about the ways of the world today, what are some things that maybe we're doing because it was working for the world. Well, that works for them, but we're supposed to be set apart to be, to be holy. And you think about the furniture in the tabernacle, the table that was to hold the bread of presence was designed for, to do one thing, to hold the bread of presence. It wasn't to be used. Hey, Hey man, let's play some dominoes. Yeah. Go get that table. That's right there in the holies. Like, no, that, table was never to be used for anything else you some people you might go to a church building a temple whatever and there may be some things in that well this is set apart just for this and a people can do that but in the old testament it was a big deal because it was pointing toward us it was pointing toward a people set apart that god had chosen that were to be his and that the messiah would paid a price for their sins to redeem them or to buy them back for his possession. And we are his possession. We are set apart as his and and we are to to act out that by realizing there are some things that are not for us to touch. There are some things that are not for us to do. And it's not there are lots of things that are good that we as believers maybe shouldn't do at least i know for for me and my wife and my family as we're raising our kids there are certain things we didn't do because we felt you know what that's not for us we weren't not doing them to condemn others we were not doing them because we wanted what god wanted for us so we had a good better best policy is it is it best for us it may be good it may even be better than some other things that we could do but was it best? And we wanted to try to focus on what was best. And that's what we wanted to do. That's what God is setting the people of Israel apart to do. There's these other things others have done. They're going to have things you may want. But trust me, I don't want you wasting your time or being distracted with their gold and their silver and their gods, their images, their idols. I want you focused on God wanted them focused on him. Moses wanted them not to make the same mistakes that the generation before had definitely made. And so they've been being tested. That's all that this is saying here at the beginning of chapter eight. So let's be careful that we're not focusing on things that are really set apart for destruction. And let's focus on what is eternal. And that is our relationship with God and the people that he places us in a sphere of influence of because you might be able to influence people into recognizing that they belong to God to come into that part where they know oh I am a sinner I I need I need a savior 
tell me about Jesus, right? So that's why we're still here on this planet is to do that. God bless you guys. Hope that was encouraging to you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.